So this is absolutely the closest I've ever come to not doing a video. I've done a video every single week for, I don't know, what am I up to? 300 something, 330. 313 roughly divided by 52, done on every single week. And this was the first time I was like, maybe this is a time to have a week off. <laughs> maybe just relax, enjoy the pre-wedding things and all the visitors and the guests and things like this. Uh, but no, <laughs> show must go on. And uh, I don't know, I just like, this has like been the one stable thing in my, well, one of the few stable things in my life the last few years. So to do this every single week has been awesome. G'day, Wayne. Thank you for joining. Now, g'day, George, as well, from Austria. I really like to go back to Austria. I love Austria. The whole Austria-Switzerland bit. Fantastic. Sometime soon. I'm actually thinking about next year doing like a nice uh, European summer tour. So uh, we can think about that then. Now, having said that, I, like I am, uh, for those of you just joining, <laughs> I did say I considered not actually doing the video this week, skipping a week, and I decided to do it anyway. Uh, I am going to do a more abridged version, I think, today, because we've got guests here, a bunch of people that many of you know as well, or know of, and I just want to go and enjoy. I'm going to go wakeboarding this morning. That's, that's what I'm going to do for fun. Pers here, Sweden. Definitely going to Sweden. I'm back in Sweden in December. Craig, getting to the UK. How's the wedding week going? Oh, funny you should ask. It's going amazing. It's going really, really awesome. We've got a bunch of Charles family here, a bunch of bunch of my friends here. Uh, every single day, we've just had like wedding related uh, dinners, whiskey. Oh my god, we had a lot of whiskey. <laughs> that, that's just been really good fun, and I, I think it's it's a combination of things, right? Because we've all been locked down for so long, so. People that are here, people like Scott Helm and Noel Merrigan, Lars, Lars Clint, what's his name, is <laughs> coming, Richard Campbell, all of these folks, uh, for, for many of them we haven't seen, and certainly um, Scott and Noel I haven't seen for like two and a half years, and we all used to spend so much time together in different parts around the world. So it's, it's just super, super cool to actually have people back here in person. Mike's here. G'day, Mike. Thank you for joining. So we're just sort of trying to... Trying to find the, the cadence of, of doing all this fun stuff and, you know, the, the dinners and the the drinks and all that is, is great, but trying to actually not burn out <laughs> before the actual wedding as well. So making time to have fun. So I'm going to take the guys wakeboarding this morning. So that's that's the plan. Go to the wake park. Go and have some wakeboarding. Uh, I that, that is partly for my amusement <laughs> as well, if I'm honest, but also I love going out there and having fun. Barry's an island. G'day, Barry. Let me jump into uh, into the bit, starting with the sponsor. This week is Veronis, uh, one of my longest sponsors and one of my very regular sponsors as well. So massive thanks to Veronis, reducing your SAS blast radius with data-centric security for AWS, G-Drive, Box Salesforce, Slack, and more. I feel like at this stage, Veronis doesn't need uh, a lot of introduction, which is which is great. Uh, it's, it's really nice to have these folks on board. And as I said with Veronis before as well, Many, many times over the years, I've spent time with them in different parts of the world, in San Francisco, in London, in, in Tel Aviv. I spent a bunch of time with Fronis too. So awesome, folks. Big thanks to them for sponsoring me on my wedding week. Jason says, the coast must be having better weather than Toowoomba. Coast is awesome at the moment. Um, Toowoomba's not that far away. What's happening in Toowoomba, Jason? Is it bad weather? I don't need bad weather <laughs> this weekend. I need good weather. 
it is an indoor wedding. And look, after the whole thing is done, I've, I've, I've actually made a conscious effort this week to sort of stay off the Twitters. In fact, I tweeted, the only thing I've tweeted since this other tweet was just about the live video, but I, I tweeted a few days ago and went, look, we're just, I'm just staying off the Twitter for a bit and just focusing on the wedding things and enjoying ourselves. But uh, after the wedding is done, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll choose some photos to share, but it will be an indoor thing because we wanted to cater for things like the weather. Uh, and, and the venue we're at, I mean, there's, they've got photos of amazing outdoor weddings, which look fantastic. But indoor, you just take a lot of variables out. It's all about risk. <laughs> a lot of variables out, plus it does look sensational in there as well. Nick007 is in the, uh, in the UK. Jason says, uh, Toowoomba is looking, looking a bit gray. What's the weather radar look like? As I open up my iPhone with iOS 16 on it, which is very exciting. Kind of, a little bit. So fun fact, I learned that uh, one of the things that iOS 16 does is it will finally show you every single Wi-Fi network that you have previously connected to. So how long have we been waiting for that? Not only will it show you every single one, but you can also go through and delete previously seen and connected uh, Wi-Fi networks, which is amazing. It just hasn't been there for ages. Jason, I'm looking at the weather radar here, rain radar. I see no rain, which is good, but, well, some little spots. Maybe up your way. iOS 16, yeah. So uh, that's kind of cool. Multiple lock screens, widgets on screens, and this is where people go, ah, you know, some edition of Android would have had that for ages. I'm just happy to have it on the phone. Uh, We did order the new phones. We did order the new watches. And a couple of reasons. Uh, Order the, the Apple Watch Ultra. Is that the correct name? Because of all the activities and things I do, I do use it a lot. I do burn out the battery on my now two generations old one quite a bit. Yesterday I burned out the battery. Uh, and, and it's not from like really excessive amounts of, of use either. So I'm actually using the watch very little, but I had a 6K walk and it tracked everything. And and by the end of the evening, and I went to bed like 9 o'clock last night too, but by the end of the evening, the watch was dead. Um, I like the Ultra for... The sorts of things I do. Uh, so normally I'll go wakeboarding and I'll, you know, wear a this time of year anyway, uh, wear a wetsuit top. I'll put it over the watch. Can't see the watch. Can't see notifications. Things like that. The ultra should be particularly with those new bands. Look like it's going to be good for that. I like the idea of the extra screen space. Um, not a hundred percent on the idea of it being grey and having pretty chunky looking bands. We'll see. These are. It's almost like a consumable technology, isn't it? Because you do rotate them pretty quickly. Uh, the new phones, I did give a lot of thought to it. It's like, is, is there enough? Is there enough to justify it? But firstly, they're business expenses, <laughs> so, so that helps. And secondly, uh, I take so many photos, and people see a lot of the photos I take, and there's a, you know, 10 times more that I never share. And, and particularly capturing these moments in our life with the kids growing up and travel and things. Like, I just want the best photos I can get. Uh, and the camera is obviously a really big bump. The extra brightness on the display was another big thing for me. And even this morning, like we're sitting out there as the sun's coming up and Charlotte's looking at Scott Helm's iPhone and, and like trying to turn the brightness up to max because of the sun coming in. So having the extra brightness in this, uh, in this environment would be good. Don't know about that. What do they call the island thing at the top? where you got screen on top of where uh, the, not the microphone, the speaker. Yeah, it is a speaker. The little one for you. <laughs> and the dot sensor and all that. Don't know about that. We'll sort of see moving all the notifications up. I think that's it's an interesting idea. I don't know if it'll stick. We'll see. 
El Debashi is in London as well. Mike. Strong dislike that you can't forget a network on iPhone unless you can currently see it, and that's what's changed. So it's funny now, and in fact, Scott showed me this just the other night when he arrived. He's like, have a look at this. You can now see all your networks. And you're, probably because we've traveled so much as well and connected so many things, you're spinning through it going, holy shit, I've connected to a lot of networks. And it's like reliving the memories. It's like, oh, there's the Zurich airport, you know, and here's some hotel in London or something. Hmm. Dynamic Island. Thanks, Barry. The Dynamic Island. Marketing people. On my list of things today, data reach. It's brand new tube. Brand new tube had a data reach. Now, how do I explain brand new tube? If there is someone from the UK here who follows this, can you leave a comment about how you would describe brand new tube to save me from having to explain it? But I'll have a go at it anyway. And I'd never heard of it before now, but maybe what we'll do is we'll just read some of the titles of the videos and you can make up for your own mind what sort of service you think this is. Uh, Pelosi goes on drunken manic rant, says Joe Biden is just perfect, is inspired by Kamala. Okay. Um, Corona Investigative Committee, the virus of power. Basically, there's... As best I can tell, uh, myocarditis cover-up exposed. Uh, what are they afraid of? Dr. Vernon Coleman. Uh, Dr. Vernon Coleman has challenged the UK government's medical advisors and SAGE acronym uh, to debate about COVID. Uh, what's this one? The whole system of science and medicine and the law is there to prevent future deaths. So the, it's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> like it's, it just feels like YouTube for anti-vaxxers. <laughs> like when I read through the list. I've heard it described as like a, a far-right YouTube. Um, I don't know. Like I, I've just sort of tried to avoid actually looking at the content too much because it, I don't know. They had a data breach. Let's just get to the facts. So they had a data breach. Uh, they were actually offline for quite some time too from memory. And if I have a look at my description here on the Have I Been Pwned tweet, 350,000 subscribers uh, breached last month. That included email and IP addresses, usernames, genders, unsalted SHA-1 password hashes, and private messages. 64% of them already have been pwned. Who the hell uses SHA-1 in any system these days, let alone an unsalted SHA-1? Well, now we know the answer. Brand new tube. It'd be interesting if they still do that, even after this breach. So anyway, they got breached. They've got to have a been pwned. I do have quite the backlog of data breaches to work through. And I, I just get this constant flood. And I, because I just want to focus on the wedding stuff at the moment, they're sitting there in the inbox. Uh, next week, I'll start working through more of those. Um, we're going to be back here next week. And then we've got a honeymoon. And I haven't said publicly where it is yet. I'll share photos. It will be epic <laughs> once we go away. But uh, it's really not going to be until the start of October that we just... We're back and we're into a normal routine. And then I'm going to not only start really pumping through the data breaches, but there's a couple of things I've been working on for a while. They've been on the backlog for Have I Been Pwned that I think people are going to be really, really happy about. Talk more about that later on. Okay, that's that data breach. Now, TikTok. <laughs> I thought all this had blown over. And I would have spoken about it last week, but I just wanted to talk about book stuff. But uh, when was I tweeting this? September 5, it was 10 days ago already. This all started with a tweet I saw. I got up and had a bunch of messages 
Beehive Cybersecurity. Update. TikTok breach is confirmed. We've <coughs> reviewed a sample of the extracted data to our email subscribers and private clients. What does Beehive Cybersecurity do? Excuse me. Beehive Cybersec. We're independent cybersecurity researchers. Research and enforcement team dare feel our sting. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> they, uh, they've tweeted about this um, TikTok data breach. <coughs> and this TikTok... <coughs> excuse me. Let's have a bit of coffee. Mm. Stephen nearly missed it. Glad to hear. <laughs> um, TikTok data breach, alleged data breach, because it's always alleged to begin with, right? Now, there was a forum post on a popular hacking forum. And in this forum post... Uh, I've just I've got a whole tweet thread on this and I've snapped a few things here screen grabs uh, no poll this time we have to decide if we want to sell or release it to the public given the record count which is above 500 million it'll be a tough choice our inbox is full at, it almost feels like the royal we doesn't it you know is it for those of you not familiar with that term is it just like is it a collective of people and they're all grouping together figuring out what to do or is it just like one person in their bedroom don't know don't know royal we Edit, Ben Levenshouse's contact, about 1.37 billion entries have been pulled. DB server has crashed multiple times and we've left it running. It's fetching rows still. And what all this sort of goes back to is an alleged uh, openly accessible database belonging to TikTok. So a few other things that they've said here. Uh, and really, though, this was this was me tweeting my my journey investigating whether this was real or not. So screen grab here, spinning through a whole bunch of tables. There's another DB in an Oracle server in. It's called Cabinet Cloud, and it's 34 gig in total. No idea why it's here and what it's for, but we're releasing it because we don't think we'll need it. Here's the video of the tables. Uh, there was a 237 megabyte sample. I've dumped a bunch of tables there. But then he sort of go through this, this verification process. So... We've got an alleged breach. We've got a bunch of data that's been dumped. Uh, let's figure out if it's legitimate or not. So I start going through this process, and I'm just like live tweeting it as I go. And one of the first things that that I found was looking at one of the tables. The table refers to TikTok video IDs, uh, and there's descriptions in there as well as other columns. And I was like, okay, does does this actually exist? So take the video IDs, go to TikTok, look at the structure of the URL, plug it in. Uh, yeah, actually, stuff is lining up. Now, interesting. A lot of it was, a lot of it was. Uh, were we Thailand or Vietnam? It was either Thai or Vietnamese LGBT content, and and when I say LGBT content, it was a lot of it was just had that hashtag, uh, and it was people that may be a part of that community, but just doing like normal random shit, <laughs> and I'm not quite sure why that became the sample. But anyway, I'm picking these rows, and they all match up. And it's like, okay, well, that's that's kind of verification, but it's also all public data. Like, you could just scrape this stuff out. So if it's public data and you could scrape it out, has there been a breach of TikTok systems or has someone just scraped a bunch of content? And this is what I've said as I go through this process. It's all publicly accessible data, so it could have been constructed without a breach. Let's look further. And I just start drilling down into this, and the more I drill down into it, the more it's like, all this stuff is public. <laughs> like, 
There's nothing that I can find. It's not like password hashes, right? You find password hashes and you're like, okay, they definitely should not be out there publicly. Now, I've started drilling down a bit more. Let's look at this another way. Is there anything here that's obviously fake? And then, yeah, there's a whole bunch of fake data in here. There's a whole bunch of test, TikTok, test, 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 test. Uh, there's a username here of TikTok Monitor. Now, just to sort of jump a little bit ahead, the feeling with a lot of this is that this is scraped data. Now, whether it was scraped by a third party, put in their own database, and then that was breached, or whether the party uh, allegedly, well, not allegedly trying to sell it, eventually they did obviously try to sell it, but trying to sell this data, which is an alleged breach, did they construct this and try to sell something which is just public data anyway? So I keep going through here and go, look, it's all pretty inconclusive. Um, one of the things was quite weird. It was bundled up with WeChat. Uh, and you're sort of going, well, okay, TikTok, Chinese app, uh, or at least Chinese origins, WeChat, very Chinese, uh, like same country, but other than that, completely different things. It's, it's either ByteDance or Tencent. You know, they're two different organizations. Like why would all this stuff be in there together? And I did... I did a lot of media interviews on this as well because it was a really big story and lots of lots of journos reached out and wanted to chat and I'd, I'd sort of say to them, if you were to speculate, why would you think that someone would put both of these things together? And everyone's like, it's a good headline. It's like, that's it. It's a good headline. It's not that these two... Chinese origin systems are sitting there on the one server and that server's been breached and now they've got all the data. So it just, it just did not make sense. Going through this more and more because it gets interesting a little bit further or more interesting. Uh, I'm going through trying to get back into my WeChat app. So I, I did use WeChat. Uh, I used to go to China a bit when I used to work with Pfizer and the Pfizer colleagues there would all use WeChat for all their communications. And just in case you're not familiar with WeChat, it's been described as like the Facebook for China. But it's so much more than that. They do not just all their social stuff there, but they do their banking there. One of the big things that, that we struggled with at Pfizer is that the sales reps in China wanted to do all their communication in WeChat. And the, the security folks are sitting there going, so you, you, you want to talk about sensitive corporate things on a platform for all intents and purposes owned by the Chinese government. So, uh. so they live in it. So WeChat's a big thing. Now, I couldn't get back into my WeChat app because they automatically locked me out after a period of time. The UX is an absolute cluster. You know what I mean? It's just a complete mess uh, to, the, to the point where a lot of, a lot of the, the UX just doesn't make sense. The UX would continue to flick between English and Chinese. I'm trying to do password resets. And then other people have got to vouch for me to get me back in. A few randos on Twitter was like, yeah, I'll vouch you. It's okay, fine. No, that didn't work either. It just became a real mess. So I did not get back into my WeChat app at all. But as I'm going through this experience, and this is the bit where it got really interesting... I keep in mind, it's been like all this media fuss, all these journos talking about it. It's been on the news. I've done all these interviews. And, and all of this was sort of off the back of this original forum post trying to sell the data. I've got this, this tweet that I've embedded here. That forum post got deleted and the account that posted it banned for lying about data breaches. <laughs> so, so this thing that was getting all these attention, suddenly it's like, no, nah, actually it was fake. Deleted, gone. 
Now, the data was still there. Like, I, I saw data. But again, was it, it was, let's say, almost certainly just scraped from TikTok. Now, I don't know if it was scraped and then breached or if the person who put it on the forum scraped it themselves. It kind of doesn't matter. But I, I find it fascinating that this, I mean, it was September 6th, so it was nine days ago now by my clock, that uh, this whole thing was, like, clearly, clearly fake. I've still got Google Alerts popping up with stories about the TikTok data breach. I had a, a, a journalist for like a small US uh, TV show ping me yesterday going, you know, hey, have you got any comments on the TikTok data breach? And I said, oh, God, how does this have such legs? Actually, it's an obvious answer. It has such legs because it's TikTok. It's just a, it's a massive thing. And because of the China element, and that makes it sort of more exciting. And it's, I guess, newsworthy. Mike says, totally random question. Coffee with sugar or no sugar? As you were. Uh, no sugar. So here's a fun story. Offer a random tangent. Uh, when I was about 18, uh, I got really super extra health conscious. And, and one of the things I did is I just cut out just about all sugar. So I would rarely ever eat chocolate. Desserts are really, really rare. Uh, and one of the things that is, I, I don't think I really had much coffee at the time, but I'd, I'd have tea, and, and I just cut the sugar, and and just kind of never looked back. And obviously, this was long before before I knew Charlotte, but she had done the same thing. In fact, as a kid, her parents incentivized her to go for a year without sugar, uh, which she did, and then just never sort of went back onto it. And we've done the same with Ari. We we had a little challenge for him where he got some money if he could go for a year without having sugar. Now, imagine that for like, he was 11 when he started that, 11-year-old, 12-year-old kid. Uh, you know, and the exception was at birthday parties and things like this. But but it, it just changed the, the attitude, changed the view. And honestly, like I feel like I miss nothing by not having sugar. And if ever I do have it, it's like, Gee, this is this is very <laughs> very sweet. So now that said, like I'm not some crazy diet nut either. Like I have a lot of nice steaks and things like that. But no, I cut sugar, uh, so I have very very little sugar. Brendan's finally been able to make part of a weekly update. Fantastic. We were waiting for you, mate. Thank you for joining. Next thing, <clears throat> the book take two. Excuse um, <coughs> me. I've I've said take two because. Last week, I uh, I talked about the book, and I lost my internet connection partway through. I was also told and verified later that there was a background buzz on the microphone. Now, no one has said that there's a background buzz, but if I take a long pause, tell me now if there's a background buzz. I don't think so. I fixed it. By restarting the computer, unplugging everything, and then plugging it back in again. <laughs> I did actually do a test before this, and I, th I think it's fine now. But it was just kind of annoying. But, you know, this is like the, the nature of live streams. Uh, stuff goes wrong. So anyway, so to, to come back to the book, I'm very, very happy. I'm very happy with how it's been received. Uh, oh, Barry says there is indeed a light flapping. Oh, what is flapping? I don't know. Troubleshooting stuff like that is is really hard, and I, I think from from what I could tell before, like it, it was only only something you hear when there are pauses. Um, <laughs> Brian says it could just be his tinnitus. I don't know. I swear I told you like six to twelve weeks ago. Says Brian. Yeah, I, I know, and I, I just don't know. I don't know what's causing it. I might. Um, 
I think when I get back from this wedding, maybe I'll just like update. We'll start with the obvious stuff, like update drivers and things, but I need to be able to reproduce this. And I really need to figure out if it is like an electronic buzz or is it the fan on my laptop is here? I don't know. Anyway, I'll work that out later. I'm not going to worry about that now. On the book. So, uh, it's look, it's, it's going really great. I'm really, really happy with the feedback that's coming back. And I'm really, really happy with, uh, with the testimonials people have shared as well. Is that the right word? The nice things. So, we've got, uh, we've got Miko uh, up front on book.troyhunt.com. Great read. Troy has the technical know-how and is able to effectively communicate complex topics so that anyone understands them. The personal stories kept me hooked, which is really, really nice. It's, um, <coughs> Miko was a bit of a, a hero for me as I was starting... <coughs> So starting to do more of my uh, more of my cyber things. So to have that from him was was really lovely, which is good. Bunch of other people here as well. Rob highlighted the uh, the best bits. <laughs> so Rob Connery, of course, is running this site and taking responsibility for pushing the book. I honestly was not expecting there to be so much heart on display, but I'm glad there is, which is really good. It was a very personal was is. Uh, a very personal story. There's a lot of stuff in there uh, because it's the stories behind the stories, and, and and a lot of what is behind these things is is very very heartfelt. Uh, and I think for me, particularly the the ending bits where both Charlotte and I wrote some pieces, and also the the bit at the front where Rob writes about uh, about his own journey through through similar circumstances is really nice. And I just I'm just very happy it's well received because there's so much work gone into this. This book gives a unique and engaging insight into the circumstances and thoughts around Troy's. I feel like we're missing an apostrophe there. Troy's most popular and interesting blog posts, which makes these already good blog posts even better and more fun to read again. As from Stefan, <coughs> uh, Stefan of uh, of CCP Games fame and my right hand man for poem passwords. So that's that's nice. Looking at the comments here, a few buzzers. I know, I'm over it. I'll deal with it later. Starts and stops. Brian's is best of luck with the wedding. That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to finish up just talking about that. Phil says, uh, my NAS is too loud. I wouldn't hear the buzz anyway. Well, I tell you what, it's definitely not my NAS because my NAS is several floors down in a server cabinet in a like a large room. Uh, Mike says it's how impactful the stories are or have been on others. That's good. Brennan, damn, if Scott doesn't seem to be here, so I can't joke about being in a data center with flamethrower. Scott's downstairs. <laughs> Scott and Niall are downstairs. That's actually that's probably a good a good transition to, to start to end this on. So it, as I sort of said at the beginning, it's it's really nice just having having friends around um, at at a, a really a really personal time. And because it's such a personal time, I think that's why I've sort of stayed off the Twitters. I haven't posted any photos or things like that. I haven't told anyone else not to, but I think just naturally they haven't. Uh, and it's we live with so much technology and connectivity and social stuff like day in and day out. And sometimes it's nice just to take a step back from that. And as I said earlier on, this was sort of the, the first time I actually considered not even doing the video. <laughs> it's like maybe I can just skip it, but... You know, it's 
been going 27 and a half minutes. Like, it's not hard. It's it's only just past 7 a.m. here. I've got the whole day. It's like, it's it's not hard to come up here and chat. And it is really nice, like, seeing comments from people as well and feeling like you're, you're connected with other people out there. Some of you who have I've spent time with in person, uh, which has been really, really cool. So... We, uh, we have a lot more social stuff going on today, which uh, I'm just going to stay offline and enjoy. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow we go to a wedding venue for a couple of days. And that's it. It is hard to explain how excited I am about this. I'm just super, super, super stoked and excited. And everything that, that primarily Charlotte has organized, because remember, like Charlotte was was the conference organizer for NDC. Like she spent seven years organizing conferences for thousands of people like you and me, developers, security people, you know, geeks. And that was her life. And that's how we met. And that's how Scott, Niall and Lars and all the rest of us met. And it's so nice that we can now all be together. But she's organized everything perfectly. Well, I guess we'll find out <laughs> starting tomorrow, won't we? But I think she's organized everything perfectly and it's just all come together uh, so, so nicely. It's such such good timing and such awesome stuff and such personal touches. Uh, and again, like when we're, we're done with this, I, I will share some things from there because some of it's just, it's just going to be lovely and it's, it's all good, happy, fuzzy, warm, fuzzy, warm, warm, fuzzy vibes. Stephen says, who the heck is Scott again? <laughs> I've got a whole box of those stickers. Uh, Brendan, cat update. <laughs> he wants to give me the, Brendan's the regular cat updates. Stephen says, it'll be a perfect day. It will be. Thanks, Bonnie. Wishing us the best. Barry says, uh, sometimes the aftergram is better. Uh, you still get to share on socials, but you enjoy the moment that matters if you just snap on quick pick. Yeah, and look, I think that that's a good good summary. And, and maybe to, to wrap it up, one of the suggestions that, that Niall made is he said, look, when you have the ceremony, you know, in, in advance, we're just going to ask everyone, like, just just leave your phones alone. Like, there's professional photographers and things like this. There'll be the best photos possible. Uh, leave the phones alone, engage, and enjoy. So I think that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to, I'm going to leave all this alone. I'm going to shut it down, uh, and I'm going to go... And enjoy my wedding. So thank you, my... Jeez, where's my words gone? I better remember how to speak tomorrow, haven't I? Thank you very much for joining. I will uh, see you next week when I come back as a married man. Cheers, folks.